Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another classic episode of the Winner. A winner, a winner, a winner is your podcast. (laughs) If this is your first time listening, think of us as your friendly neighborhood video game book club. We pick a game and scurry off and play it before coming back together to have a deep dive discussion. We talk ins, we talk outs, we talk ups, we talk downs, and hopefully offer some light entertainment along the way. Whether you've played the game alongside us in anticipation of the podcast, whether you've played the game before, or even if the game is nestled comfortably within your pile of shame, there will be something here for you, so be rest assured that we have got you covered. This week, we have the well and we have well and truly left Spooktoberfest behind as we get <laughs> ourselves into a wonderful little groove with the 2023 Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So, while you get your ears accustomed to our dulcet tones, my name is... As ever, is David, and sitting 92 miles across from me is my old pal, Mr. Alex Aldridge. How are you doing today, buddy? Wonderful, is how I'm doing. How did you find, is this your, I guess, um, we're, we're now in the realms of new Mario, so. Yeah, we are indeed. Good old, I was going to, I forgot his name now, he's gone, <laughs> so I don't need to know him anymore. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, figment of David's Charles Martinet. Oh, yes, it. of course, yeah. Yeah, so long, Gay Bowser. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I say I say I'm wonderful, but of course that that forgets the fact that I, at a soft play session with my daughter today, when trying to win her the banana, the cuddly toy banana that she asked me to get from this claw machine that you pay two pound fifty and you guarantee to play until you win. I went for the banana, which is not something I thought I'd ever say on a podcast, and accidentally won her. A squishy prime bottle, which is the worst thing I think that is in my house currently, aside from myself. I'm so disgusted that you can. I mean, like, maybe it must be an age thing because I've not encountered anybody in my entire life that doesn't find that man utterly yeah. repulsive. Yeah, exactly. So, like, is he just like so successful now you can just sort of brute force any product to success because that prime drink is everywhere? Yeah. Although I've never seen anyone drink it. So, I've maybe never seen a two year old care about it. That's for sure. Until, no. until now, now she carried until it around now. the soft play for the rest of the day. Well, she briefly lobbed it on the floor and ran off, but I, I found it again because I was determined to bring it home and let my dog chew it to death. But I yeah. chucked it to her when I walked in the door. She's left it untouched. I was gutted. Yeah, she's like, uh, that's not even good enough for me, mate. Yeah. Just she's like, is that, that the guy from the fucking Japanese suicide forest? I ain't touching that. She's not and a wrestler. Like, He's a wrestler now. He He is a wrestler now. Yeah. He's a wrestler, a boxer, a Japanese suicide man. So anything else he does? Yeah, um, well, prime um, energy yeah, drinks. Peddling energy He did crypto for a bit. Yeah, he did do he just crypto. just does everything. Yeah. He lied yeah. about stuff for a while, didn't he, with that? Yeah, as you do. Oh, crypto's all a lie, so yeah. That's, that's part of the... That's how you get in. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, awful. What an awful thing. I didn't even realise that was in there at first. And there is a picture that was documented that I will put on our Twitter account of me. The moment I realised I'd got the wrong thing. But it doesn't matter to my daughter. She's fine with it. But it matters to me. We'll get rid of it somehow. She'll never know what prime energy is. That'll hopefully have gone Good point. out yeah. of business by time. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be in prison She's or something enough. by that point. He'll have done something really wrong. You're probably president or like Trump's running mate or something. <laughs> probably the will way, The way this is going. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. Well, so yeah, so that's not wonderful. But uh, Mario is. How are you doing anyway? What have you been up to? I'm good. I have just had two weeks off in which I did not very much, to be honest. I did some walking, which is not very fun for a video game podcast Take um, drone do you do some like proper hiking stuff or not it's too windy just this time of year mm. it's just too windy to be taking my drone places which is annoying because i don't get enough use out of that thing because it's, it's spent a lot of money on that thing it's a cool drone mm. but i've seen the pictures to prove it yeah we don't get to i don't get to use it so much but yeah so i walked from People don't know, but I live in Newmarket, and I walked from there to where I used to work in a town called Ellen. There's like an old railway line. I think they used to like transport peat that used to cut out the ground here. Oh, that's nice for peat. Yeah, I'm sure, he had a up nice to journey. the the ports and stuff. So there's a railway line that runs between like Dice and Aberdeen, all the way up to Fraserburgh and Purehead. So I watched. I walked to Ellen, which is about ten miles. You're just leaving your old porno mags down there for the youngins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got. I took a stash with me, and every time yeah. I like, pass a tree, I just stuck one in there. So that... <laughs> I've genuinely found a porno mag behind a tree before. I found one in a bush. Actually, it, mine was in a yeah, it's in a bush, like behind where we used to play football. There was a couple yeah. of them in there. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, isn't it? Like, I mean, I hate to like yuck people's yum, but the reality <laughs> is, is these pornos are probably <laughs> stolen, right? And then they're taken by some kids, looked at in a bush, and then left in a bush. Yeah. for other kids to stumble across it's not some yeah. like i mean that's that's a better scenario than the other one where some man is just taking porn into the woods to masturbate to it or just to yeah just to corrupt children like yeah this will be great they'll love this yeah look at look at yeah. this desk, look at this reader's <laughs> housewife with her legs open and some staples are accidentally on it terrible <laughs> never be a centerfold um, good- in a porno my kids you'll have staples on your bell end Good porn chat for you. Remember, um, yeah, again making a, making a, yeah making another appearance on this podcast. Tony with his wee porn that we found. Um, he was in his dad's cupboard one day and he found a big stack of porn magazines. And he was like, "Dad, what is this?" Obviously, far too young to fully understand it. And his dad, his dad's um, the best excuse his dad could come up with is, "Oh, I'm looking after it for a friend." <laughs> that old right. China. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All the parents out there thought, I can't, I really like, I want to get into this idea of a video game book club. But these, you know, these two uh, lads on a winner's year, they're, they're often too bawdy and uh, risque for me to listen to in front of my children. But surely they won't touch anything horrible on a Mario Wonder episode. Sorry. No, no. We went there. You've got to go there. When a man looks like he's from a low budget porno with that moustache, you kind of have to touch on it at some point. That's a very good point. I actually found out recently that somebody I went to school with. Is, is an our male porn star with his wife, which is gross, just utterly yeah. gross. I did not choose to watch and see how he performs. I don't frankly care. He was a horrible human being. It sounds like he's carried on as thus. He's not the horse video, is he? That's going that's doing oh, he, the rounds on the internet. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. I knew the horse. Yeah, school. <laughs> it was a school mascot. <laughs> Secretariat. It's just, yeah, slaying. 
Uh, what was I going to say? All right, let's d- just. I don't know why things are. These are things Alex has found out in the last few days. I also found out that one of the founders of CEX is Charlie Brooker. Random. Yeah. I take it he's like the the business investment side of that, right? He's um, not like I don't know how it, it started in 1992 in the first stores in like Tottenham Court Road or something, and in London and. I know he's obviously been big into gaming and he's done, he did a show about games, didn't he? Or like a mini movie about games before. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, oh, he did, he founded it with lots of other people. So maybe just went in. Yeah. I don't, but I don't know how much of a big deal he was back in 92. He's obviously a huge deal now. He could found it yeah. multiple times over. I love Charlie Brooker. I miss his yearly wipe things that he used to do. They were so good. And now I feel less dirty about going to CX as well because it's like, you know, I feel like I'm honouring his legacy. I'm like, other than the odd time that I've been in CX and they're like basically trying to rob people with the prices they're charging for people. (laughs) Yeah. They're charging people for things. Like, let's face it, it's probably single-handedly keeping the the sort of aftermarket video games, like physical retro game sales industry alive isn't it like the fact that they they basically have every game i could ever think of online like at prices that are shit because they've gone shit but they're generally like lower than ebay so Mm -hmm. that's probably because they you know the games they sell you a you can't see what they look like and b they probably were found in a bush left by a train tracks again under a porn max yeah the, the kids yeah. will love this copy of katamari damasi <laughs> they'll be corrupted by that the sort of retro game store i periodically go to in the town over from me oh yeah they they basically what they do is they look up cex prices and then undercut them oh that's fucking awesome yeah it's good so that's heroic that's that's god's yeah. work that is that's kind of what i'm they hoping should. to find the next time i go Shopping for video games. Hell yeah. I, I kind of... Half, half of me thought, oh, I could go back and play the other new Super Mario Brothers games, but I know I'm just not going to like them. No. Not now. <laughs> They're ruined no. now, even more than they were yeah. originally. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is what you want. Tropical Freeze, yeah. That's that amazing. Be expensive. Yeah, that'd be like 40 quid. I've got it on my Wii U. One day we can do it for a podcast. Oh, you got it on the Wii U? Oh, great. Okay, mm-hmm. I was worried you, never, you didn't have that. I've been thinking about it after we played this because there's some stuff in this that I see that reminds me of Tropical Freeze, especially like the silhouette stuff. That, that was very oh, nice. cool yeah. in that Donkey Kong game. And of course, it being very hard. Yeah. We're going to have to do that on a podcast then because that's a game I dearly want to get to but have no idea when I would ever get to it on my own. What's the... Uh, does it have an anniversary or anything? 2014. Hey, there you go. Next yes. year, 10 years. Fucking Christ, upsetting. Febu- oh, f- Valentine's Day, 2014. That's the one. Put it in the February. calendar, ladies. We've got, first, we've got our first game in the docket for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... We're getting close to uh, to our last game of 2023. We've only got a few more to cover before we start doing end-of-year yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. So drink this one in, lads and lasses. There's no lasses listening. No, don't be daft. If you're a lass that's listening, let us know. And we're sorry for all the things we've said that sounded misogynistic over the years. Hopefully nothing, but 
you know, I can't trust myself. Or maybe they're not no, misogynistic, but we've done a lot of male-centric chat about, you know, people pissing over cubicles. That, that's not in the female community. They don't talk about being able to do that unless they've got really powerful back muscles and can bend that far yeah, over. They, they would, spray. Yeah, and try to work out the mechanics of that. It would have to be, like, bend over and face away from your target, I yeah, would guess. I would have thought so. That's a new low for me. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about some Mario Wonder, Alex. We've been playing a game. Yeah, we have. We have indeed. It, it's it been out, what? Mm, it came out 20th of October, so that's three three weeks, is it? Okay. Uh, it's It's been top of the UK box charts that entire time, which is very, very impressive, considering FC24 is now out. It's been above that, and Spider-Man 2 as well. It's uh, it's beat everything. Does that, do we know what the ratio is for boxed versus digital anymore? Because, like, some... some this is, I mean, like, fully cognizant that this is probably inaccurate but when i see a nintendo game at the top of the charts i'm like yeah but i bet your physical sales are higher than the other two yeah probably manufacturers games are mm. like alan wake for example didn't even get a physical release did it much to my chagrin and ball like getting hold of it yeah you'd think of that as like a triple a sort of at least a double a they certainly you'd think if someone did some market research which they must employ someone to do that at Remedy or whoever it is who published it, yeah, just Remedy, right? Um, they would they would realise whether digital sales are higher than boxed, and if they're higher than boxed, that's why they didn't release a boxed copy. I'm I sure, guess. yeah. I was going to say, but then I thought I better not because I cannot remember the source. But I think digital sales count for somewhere between sixty and seventy percent of games wow. nowadays. Yeah, certainly, I would buy more. I definitely own. No, do I own more? digital than i do physical for modern consoles most certainly i would say so because mm-hmm. i like, usually get them in sales and stuff yeah or humble bundles or whatever so yeah it's, it's kind of skews it that way and then there's like the, the pc market is almost entirely digital now isn't it god imagine buying a boxed pc game now is it not gonna have a thing pl- in it couldn't play it I thought, it'll I just i think for for a while they just had steam codes in them you'd open the box and there'd just be a steam code in there i thought i'd read something recently about somebody buying some game box and it had a code in it and it wasn't a pc game but that's a bad anecdote because i don't know what the game was i'm also sure there's um anecdotally microsoft games that you buy for an xbox and it you put the disc in and it downloads it online like it doesn't even use the disc to download like the the disc is purely a code oh wow to okay the download and then check that you've still got it in there yeah they've um yeah they've not been doing great recently have they them lot especially with this have you seen all this modern warfare 3 have you seen that thing that comes up when you turn your xbox on so I've not actually had my Xbox on the Wii while. I've decided I some- not to turn it on just in case because I want to try. I and avoid saw it. someone in a group chat and say it, so I turned on my Xbox and didn't get it. Oh, okay, maybe so it was, I was just like, are they just talking then? rubbish? Like it was an absolute like that group chat I'm in there of like PlayStation fanboys to the hilt. So I was yeah. like, oh, is this just they just sort of stumbling across like lunatic Twitter somehow? But yeah, I, I had a look and it didn't happen for me. But that's not to say it's not there. Mm. Yeah, people have definitely taken pictures of it. And it's been yeah. written about by stuff because, yeah, it, maybe it was just launch day when you turned your Xbox on. It, it would tell you to buy Modern Warfare 3 and show you Modern Warfare 3 links to the store and stuff. Maybe that was just on launch yeah. day or a Could couple Could be, because like, when I turn my Xbox on, I don't, I get, yeah, I get little ads in the corner, but like they're not, like most of my screen is taken up by what's on my console. Yeah, this was full screen. 
It takes yeah. over the whole screen and you have to click it away, which is madness. Yuck. Yeah, on a 500 Don't know why console. they thought that was a good idea. No, and especially when we're talking about a game that's actually getting completely shat on by everybody for having like it's a three-hour campaign. It's going to get shat on. supposed to be DLC. Even IGN gave it a four. Did they? Yeah. But then they gave uh, God Hand a three, so they're irrelevant. I think there's a good chance I'd never play a Call of Duty game again. Well, not Same. a new one. I like the old ones. Still yeah. big fan, but like playing them online because, like, especially the Xbox servers, they merged the Xbox servers with the PC servers, mm-hmm. and there's no, there was no real way to turn it off. I don't know if they've changed that, but at the time, there was no way to properly turn it off. I'm like, I don't want to come up against people that have been living and breathing mouse and keyboard because I'll just lose. Well, there was also a lot of them were just filled with like cheaters and stuff, weren't they? Even yeah. the Xbox versions, like, yeah, like World at War, the one I really love. Apparently, people are just like floating around in God mode yeah. now. So it's a shame, but I may play older ones. I've, I've, we're talking about making a game plan. I'd oft, I've often thought about making going through the Call of Duty games and rebuying those and having a nice little time with the with the campaigns. They're short, fun. And they'll yeah. probably most of them hold up today, um, and they've they've obviously sold so like such high numbers through their history that you're going to not struggle to find them, and they shouldn't be expensive. Yeah, I may do that. I may do that because they'll still be good. But my the thing that puts me off is I'm a, I'm a bit of a completionist, and I don't see I don't see a way of completing that collection necessarily. Which got to carry on going, isn't it? I suppose <laughs> like you just unless you're like I'll go it. up to X generation and stop. Mm. Oh yeah, you just have it rolling, and then you always have to get the previous generations versions. But at some point, it's going to be digital only, and you're not going to get any more. Well, especially because yeah, I don't, I don't, don't think I've got any physical games from the current consoles. So, um, oh right, okay. So certainly not PS Five because you've got the digital one. Yeah, so yeah, I've got the digital one. Yeah, and because I've got Xboxes in multiple rooms, it's easier if I just. Good point. That would be so annoying. My... Take it out of one and bring it to the other. Yeah, that would suck. And actually, I've just realised I've got a Series S in another room, so it doesn't even have a district tray either. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Xbox. No, and that's how for day. they're messing things up. We're here to talk about Super Mario Wonder, Alex. Oh, and also, actually, to, to go back to the UK box charts and stuff, apparently in its first three days on sale, it was the fastest-selling Super Mario game ever in Europe. And that's ever, ever, ever of all of them. Nice. Which is amazing. And uh, yeah, 92 on Metacritic. I had a quick look at the um, the current state of the year score-wise. And it's it's messy because there's weird shit in there that I didn't really understand why it was in there for 2023. I, I can't remember. One of them was like a 2021 game straight up. And I just had no idea why it was in there. <laughs> and there was one that was like the Witcher um, got gold edition or something oh for goodness sakes they're doing that are they yeah that was like third like, well, i'm not counting that so the the highest two are tears of the kingdom and Baldur's gate then you've got metroid they've got 96 I'm in danger of um derailing this podcast again but yeah i'm, I'm continually surprised at how well Baldur's gate is sold because i in my head it is a niche game that is like not going to appeal to anyone outside of their niche but it seems to have i think it's up upwards of 20 million now wow I guess it's yeah. got a rabid PC following that have been waiting for another one coming out, and it's reviewed so well. But That's it's such a thing. massive year, like to do that well for that kind of game, as you say, amongst everything yeah. else that's come out this year is crazy. Because it's not like a Call of Duty that's going to cross like 
It's like Call of Duties and FIFA cross into crowds that don't really play games. Yeah. They just play those games and like Maddens and stuff like that. I cannot see like Baldur's Gate doing that. So it's it's just its percentage of nerd hit rate must be so high. <laughs> yeah, it really must. It just captured every single nerd going. Yeah. <laughs> Except me because I'm not that far nerded yet. I did buy Metroid Prime Remastered, which got 94, and that is a game I probably will never play because we only played the original this year. I don't know when I'm going to go back to it, but there we go. You'll feel if you like that game. Yeah, you, you're a big fan of that game, though. I, I assume yeah. one day you'll you'll get the urge. You'll go on holiday somewhere, That's to true. a cottage in the middle of nowhere, and you'll sit. I and will. Play some Metroid. I will. Uh, what else we got? Resident Evil Four and Alan Wake Two have got ninety three, and then on ninety two you've got Street Fighter Six. Remember that coming out this year? Forgot all about oh, that. Yeah. Cocoon and a game called Slay the Princess, which came out like just after Mario. It's like an indie horror game, which seems interesting. Yeah, interesting that that's what it is because I have that is passed me by that game. Yeah, me too. Well, it's only just come out like two weeks ago, so I guess you just yeah not paid attention to indie horror. But yeah, I'd never heard of it either. And then Sea of Stars and Diablo Four are on ninety one for the year. So Sea of Stars, Spider Man. Um, I enjoyed what I played of that. Mm. Oh, you did give it a go, did you? I did give it a go. Enjoyed it, um, but again, like there was so much else coming along. Yep. That I just struggled to stick with it. Yeah, it's um, it's tough going out there for FOMO sufferers. Yeah, I'm real. I think actually 2023 has maybe been the year of FOMO because there's been so many games I want to have played, but I just mm. don't, just don't know what to do. Don't yeah. know what to do. So the development of Mario Wonder basically had like a, a bit of an all-star group of guys i mean miyamoto didn't really work on it that much um or even at all he was more of just like a consultant but we'll get to what he did uh, uh, later it was um produced by takashi tezuka which everybody everybody should just about know who that guy is he's had a pretty legendary career at this point he's um i mean for example he was like the director of things like mario 3 mario world link to the past assistant director on mario 64 he's basically been a producer on most of the mario games if not all of them since then so he produced this one apparently it's been 39 years he's been working on mario games so that must be every single one of them it was directed by shiro maori or mori um he was a programmer before that. He was like programming lead on the DS Zelda games, like Phantom Hourglass. He was the programming director for New Super Mario Bros. U. And he directed New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, which you, I believe, own. And I don't understand why it needed a director when it's a port. Do you understand why? Yeah, how much has it changed? I think it's got the. I've, I never got that far before I got bored, but I think it's got the DLC in it, does it? So. Mm. That, <laughs> that was but... his directorial duties. Put the DLC at the end. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and then he went off to the pub. Thanks, Maurice-san. Um, and then we had Koichi Hayashida, who he worked on the game design for it, and he has been like a level design director for Mario Galaxy. He's like the 3D Mario guy, so he was like director for Galaxy 2, 3D Land, 3D World. He also directed the NES remixes that were on Wii U, which are excellent, and he was a producer on Mario Odyssey. So apparently his mission, he says was to apply his experiences from 3D Mario to the 2D Mario game, which um, I guess there's definitely a feel of, like, odyssey about this about this game, they, they, where they pushed that game to that weird new boundary of loads of different ways to 
change up the appearance of Mario and what Mario can do. They kind of made that into this game and then added it to like the levels themselves, really. I don't know how many staffing crossovers there are, but to me, when I was playing it, it felt almost galaxy-ish in that in the, they would... Which I guess that makes sense here, because I, I just realised that's a 3D Mario. Um, <laughs> idiot. But yeah, they in in insofar as it would, sh- it would throw an idea at you, you would do it for a level and then you perhaps wouldn't see it again. Yes, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. Just had so many different things coming at you that it never never felt stale at any point really um, because it was always giving you new stuff to do, which is my sort of lasting, like I say, lasting memory from the Galaxy games. Yeah, Mario Galaxy 1, I guess, maybe felt a bit more... Um themed at times where i'm pretty sure mario galaxy 2 because it was just like all the rest of the ideas that they'd had that didn't get in or mm-hmm. you know whatever they, they just sort of did it in a more level by level they had the world map didn't they whereas mario galaxy 1 you were kind of in the little you'd went to the specific part of the galaxy which map, is the one we you, played for the podcast the, the first one the first one yeah so they, it would have an idea and you would sort of mess with it for a, a world and then yes. change wouldn't you yeah whereas the yeah. second one didn't really have worlds it's more just like straight up here's a level that's totally different to the one before and yeah. Repeat. You didn't keep going back to the Bumblebee world, for example, like you do in the first one. Oh yeah, you're right. So they had um they had some they've done quite a lot of uh, interviews about the game, like these lads, Tezuka and Hayashida specifically. Oh, and Mori as well, sorry. They did one on Nintendo's websites and they've also had a an uh interview with IGN. So I'm just gonna tell you some choice stuff that they said that kind of explains their thought process for the development of the game and then what we'll do is we'll chat about oh fucking loads of stuff mate the wonders the powers the badges the map how difficult it is so much in this game yeah it's just it's absolutely crammed fool yes so right let's go back to the development lads so yeah, Tezuka basically said he was thinking about the kind of Mario game they, they should make uh, as they were developing Mario Maker 2. And they were apparently like really cognizant of the fact that journalists and players during that era were sort of saying, you never need another 2D Mario game because you've got Mario Maker and mm-hmm. the content there is effectively endless. However, it's not going to be made by Nintendo. So they had to try and... He said that they, they he kept saying to the team that the next Mario game had to be totally different. Um, so he said that the sentiments of that is what motivated them to come up with the ideas for this game and he was confident they could make something completely fresh but Hayashida who as we said earlier was the uh, game designer for this said that he was not he wasn't confident about it and he said the players have created so many different courses in Mario Maker and Mario Maker 2 he was worried whether they could do anything new that would actually go Mm. beyond that which is kind of interesting to see that they were stuck in this state of almost feeling like fans and amateur creators had outdone, not outdone them, but made their jobs more difficult because they had to then yeah. innovate on their own ways of letting people innovate. It's, yeah, it's a pretty weird situation to be in. You've given everyone the tools and now it's coming back to bite you. I actually, I, I mean, I think, to be honest, they've largely done well in that regard because I, I, another thing that jumped out at me when I was playing, there are aspects that do feel sort of, super mario maker yeah, they, they have the levels that will kick your ass um in the way that some of those harder st- stuff that people would make in super mario they even had bits that i thought were trial and error um in a way that those some of those 
player-made levels were. And again, with the the variability in ideas and things like that, um, they it felt that way. And well, the the one in terms of like a visual aspect, there's a, the one that for some reason gave me Mario Maker vibes, and I. It's probably unfair, but this is what jumped into my head anyway. Is the the level that which you you get the special seed, you know, that, that sort of switches up the level mm. in some way, um, and it makes the level go dark, and you get really long. Yeah, and then you sort of walking along, and there's other things that get longer as you get closer. And that that I don't know why, but that felt Mario Makerish to me. I think it's maybe just because of Long Mario, and I'm still having nightmares from. I was just gonna say the weird elongated lad. Yeah, that yeah. popped up in that game. Totally forgotten he was in that game. Was that as a result of? Um Amiibo? Was that an Amiibo thing that gave you long? I hope not. No, maybe it wasn't. In ten, in like twenty years' time, the kids of Mario Maker will be making Slenderman games with <laughs> that scary Mario lad. The most interesting thing about this game's development is that, um, well, for starters, New Mario Bros. U, the original version of it, is like the last two D Mario that was made, and that's like over ten years ago now. Yeah. So. Even with that in mind, it, they basically didn't have any fixed period of development time or a deadline for this game at all. So um, they decided, uh, Hayashida said that they decided that they wanted to use, sorry, Mori-san said that he wanted to use a new engine. They didn't want to use the same new Super Mario Bros. engine, so they wanted to create a brand new engine for the game that serves as the Is that why the game the feels a bit more snappy? I would say it must be, Than yeah. the new Super Mario Bros. games, because I... Honestly, until this game came along, I was at the point where I was thinking, like, you know, if another 2D Mario game came out, I wasn't an instant buy. I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> In your Substack, I remember you sort of saying, oh, there's a, by the way, the trailer came out for this if you're interested. I haven't really watched it. And I just thought, yeah, this is a guy that's expecting I was so to be burned. the same yeah bland vanilla mario that the last ones have been but when i actually sat and watched the thing and it gave you that brief glimpse into the ideas that they were putting into it it became evident that this was not going to be the same so, sort of thing it's just a, there's a snappiness to it that is not there in the new super mario brothers mm. games and they made the one of the best decisions they ever made is if you play that game multiplayer you don't bang in to each other anymore the online for this game is actually really fucking cool like I it's didn't realise yeah. how clever really it actually is. Done. I never tried it mm-hmm. myself, but I've seen videos of like how you've got ghosts of plays that you don't bump into sort of running behind you and they can save if you can catch up to them, you can like revive yourself yep. and you can go yeah. to one of their standees if someone leaves it there. Mm-hmm. Which kind of gives like the idea that people could like give you extra checkpoints. Yeah, that's how it works, yeah. yeah. Yeah, essentially if you because like in my experience of it, because it wasn't always there. Sometimes you'd be in levels on your own, but very often it would be like you and four other people would get would start a level that were starting the level would start at the same time, mm. and you you could see how they were progressing through see the that. level. And then if they finished before you, you'd get a little notification saying blah 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 has made the flag. Um, so you were trying to beat them as well as play the game in some ways, or just the other thing is if like you're lost like there's those levels that you had to hunt things out yeah the little like a, orangey flower yeah, things, some, yeah. sometimes because you, you could put down a little standee you could see that they had put a standee somewhere that didn't seem to be possibly accessible mm-hmm. so you knew to where to go and poke because obviously they had done something over there that meant they could get there and you're like oh I bet there's a, a seed token over there that's that's hidden from me which is a nice way, because other than that, I'd just be looking at YouTube videos for that thing yeah. if I got stuck. It's straight up Dark Souls, right? <laughs> they'll, ne- yeah. they'll never admit that, <laughs> but having ghosts of plays running around while you're playing and leaving you messages and stuff to help out is fucking Dark Souls 
straight up. Yeah, yeah. But I can't believe when I saw that, like how it, did you have it on the whole time? Then did you always have it on, or did you just sort of dabble with it? Um, I think second time I've asked, like as as of the second world, I think I had it on because the first time I was like. I don't want people in my game, mm. but then I thought I better try it, and I tried it, and it was, yeah, I was like, oh, this is fine. It's not, it's not intrusive in the slightest. It's totally just adds another little wrinkle to the game. And so yeah, I just left it on the whole time. I'm assuming you can't like buddy up for that to work with a friend. It's Nintendo, man. They don't want you to buddy up in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, friends are automatically predatorial, so in their eyes, yeah, so we better not have any of those. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, they decided that they wanted to prioritise the content over the schedule, which is very admirable. It goes back to the Miyamoto yeah. quote that we yeah. said from before. So the, the premise around what they wanted to do for it was like creating, a, obviously creating a game full of wonders and surprises because they all have this feeling about um, the original Mario Bros game and how that had loads of hidden stuff in it, loads of surprises and things in it. I guess, I guess that's kind of how... Nintendo seems to treat the original Zelda as well. Like, oh, look how much you could just get lost and explore and go everywhere and find things mm-hmm. just on your own. So um, they decided, like, that they, um, yeah, this is they wanted to do that. They wanted to put loads of hidden crazy stuff in it. So uh, Maury, who was the director, said, uh, previous 2D Mario games featured variations of challenges that would scale up in difficulty as players progressed. This time, though, we decided not to focus on creating such variations, but rather on offering a large number of surprises that we thought would be fun. Frankly speaking, I wanted to include at least one element in each course that would surprise or delight players, so I decided to consult Hayashida-san, who had been involved in the development of the 3D Mario games, and ask him how he included such elements in Mario Odyssey, which, again, as we said, speaks to the fact that they used that ideology of let's just keep giving you new wacky shit as often as possible to keep you invested. Yeah. Um, they had this like idea sharing session apparently where they got like loads of um, developers and designers and programmers to sort of join in and write down all these gameplay ideas for what they were going to do with the wonder stuff and they put them on sticky notes and they apparently then made prototypes on the spot and they in that session where they had these sticky notes they said they had over 2,000 of them like written by all this staff of different, well, I've got enough different for a wonder too. Then, yeah, but it's multiple. There's only sixty in this. They've got yeah. hundreds to go. Um, they so Maury said this is when they were with IGN. Now he said uh, in Mario games, you know, when Mario can go down a pipe, you can go to the underground area, or if he climbs the vines, you can go to the sky area. Well, we thought, what can we do to create an updated version of that? So the idea that came was, when you use an item, you're taken to a different area. And so when we created a prototype and showed Mr. Tezuka this, he said, well, if you're just taking the item, if you're transported to somewhere else, that's the same. Can't you just change the place as it is right now? And when I heard that, I said, let's just go all the way. Let's change the entire screen. So that's where we ended up testing out ideas like the warp pipe squiggling around on the entire screen, tilting or slanting, or even having to travel on top of a horde of enemies. And then... Apparently, Tezuka said that the the director was thinking if we do that for a couple of courses, that's a great idea. And then Tezuka himself said, if we're going to do it, we'll just go and do it in every level and impact every single course. And apparently, uh, Maury then thought like he wasn't being serious and thought he was joking. 
and then yeah that's how it went on from then is just they decided yeah fuck it let's do it in every because i didn't think i expected that either when you see the trailer or whatever you look at it and you think oh cool mm-hmm. they have some interesting ideas here but you don't realize it's going to be in every single course that you have to yeah. find a wonder seed which... oh the, the creativity is utterly mind-blowing in this game yeah yeah it's just wild um I spoke earlier briefly about Miyamoto and uh, his involvement in the game, and he didn't really do a lot. But they, he was they, IGN asked them what feedback he gave and what what they learned about uh, from him. And uh, Tezuka said basically like he wasn't in their hip pocket apparently, which I guess is something I have heard about Miyamoto recently is that he can sort of be a bit overbearing and just sort of right next to like programmers all mm. the time and designers just kind of getting in their ear. Um, he said he would just sort of come by and give opinions while they were working and they would sort of observe things and make comments. And apparently uh, Maury said that he had a comment about Elephant Mario where they were still doing sort of tentative visuals. Um, but apparently Miyamoto came and took a look and said, that doesn't look like a Mario character. And uh, there was the idea obviously about how Elephant Mario sprays water. And he said, oh, if an elephant was spraying water, he wouldn't move that way. So apparently he didn't like the elephant at first anyway. He didn't think it looked like it was right for Mario. Okay. Um, I did think um, there was a lot of the elephant in the game. Do you like the Maybe elephant? Maybe it was just this... I liked him, yeah. Yeah, he was he was, he was, was good fun. Um, he probably ended up being my go-to character, which is probably mm. why I think I saw so much of him. Yeah. Because um, you had those battle yeah. arenas sometimes, didn't you, where you could, it would give you all the stuff that he you He was so for good fight, for so battle arenas, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I ended up... I ended up using him a lot. Um, Me too. I kind of wish I used him less, but I didn't often feel incentivized to do so. But again, mm. I fully think that might just be my play style. He worked so well with that. I'm trying to think of the one I used the least. Um, probably the Mario that shoots bubbles. Didn't really have much use case for him. It kind of felt like, well, it didn't feel like, they were definitely trying to suggest from the character, or from the power-up, that you could use the bubbles and should use the bubbles to create like extra platforms for you. But they always seem to fly yeah. away from me so quickly that I could never accurately do anything with them. Yeah, and I my sort of go-to hat to... Um, was like the floating hat, so it mm, just bad, I just yeah. never needed it really. Mm. Drillhead was good fun. Drillhead they, they was did, good. They did some great little things with that in terms of getting making you able to go through like little tight spaces that you maybe didn't realize were there quite often. That was good. Yeah, lots of and it was fun just that. like being able to break ice with them and stuff. Yeah, the yeah, crystally and, levels were great and coming up from the ground yeah. and like knowing that if something falls on your head because apparently mm. they were talking about like having a mole character at first and then they realized that okay. they wanted you to be able to drill upwards as well, so they changed it to having a drill on his head. Um, yeah, that was a cool power up. Uh, having the fire flower in there, I guess, is to be expected. Sure, you've got to. Yeah, I did. You use didn't notice, you know. I d- one thing I didn't try: if you shoot the popcorn lads with fire Mario, do they pop? Oh, that'd be interesting. That's another thing, actually. The variety and number of new enemy types in this game was very mm-hmm. impressive. I don't. Uh, this could be total bullshit, but it does feel kind of like the the new Super Mario Bros. games never really did a lot to broaden the bestiary of Mario enemies that much. It was all just they felt very much. Stuff. I mean, like, I, 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 as much as I was kind of over the new Super Mario games and I was at the point where I think I maybe just checked out the two D ones. The 
and I try not to be too harsh on them because they just they felt like they were for children to me, and they mm. never sort of escalated in that way. They were they were just sort of Mario that was like recognizably him had all the things you would expect him to, all the funny suits, and then they just sort of slowed it right down. <laughs> um, whereas this one feels more like a real a real Mario game mm. in the way that those didn't. The wonders are obviously the part of this game that makes it unique and special and brilliant. Do you, off the top of your yes. head, have any favourites that you can remember? I've got a fucking whole list of them here we can chat about. Yeah, give, give me some to jog some memory. Um, you've got some of, more, some of the more basic ones, like the running after the squirrel one, where they just all start legging it from you. You've got the, oh, yeah. the big rhino... The, the line of rhinos mm-hmm. that come after you. There's a couple of them that did that sort of thing where you're jumping on a line of enemies, like the, the missiles, which I really liked those missiles that you jump on and they just kind of go like, yeah. and then fall to the ground. Um, there was some more basic stuff as well, like the ones where it just like rained power stars from the sky and gave you invincibility. Obviously, it slowed things down at times, sped things up. I enjoyed the ones that changed your perspective. So oh, the top-down the perspective stuff top was down. genius. The top so down cool. perspective. I I enjoyed it as an oh I wasn't expecting this, especially because they only did it once. But I think it's interesting that the quiz that they did was quite yeah. good. Um, yeah, Banjo Kazooie style. Yeah, but the yeah the, I liked anything that they sort of majorly changed the perspective or changed you into something like that. I enjoyed it when you got turned into that little blob lad that could like sort of stick yep. to all the walls. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There was that, and then there was the. The the falling ones, so the or the white quid. Yeah, falling out of the sky. There's one where it's like a mm-hmm. big ball at the bottom and you're just kind of like bouncing constantly up into the sky as well. Oh, that was a good one, yeah. yeah. The, those balloon lads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting that where it went to the sort of top-down perspective, which kind of made it feel a little bit almost like an old-school 2D Zelda feel. And then you yeah, yeah, you're right. the director yeah. from the DS Zeldas is on this game. so that is, And it was yeah. on 3D World as well, I think. So that's probably where some of that idea came from i liked the 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 nod to the pea balloon from mario world where you get all fat and floaty and you have to like flap their arms yes. as they were going around, which actually brings me to a point i was going to make later but i'm going to make it now is that the some of the animations that they added to like mario's repertoire in this game are so great like i love them like um when you go sideways into a warp pipe and he just has to like his hat comes off and he reaches out and pulls it in with him even the when you're because I spent a lot of time as him, Elephant Mario, and he's like too fat to get through doors or yeah. like, get stuck going through pipes and stuff like that. Again, another cool little enemy sequence where they had to figure out which doors were. It was a KO level, so it's maybe not quite what you're talking about, but they had like a bunch of doors, and there was like two or three of them that were that came alive and started chomping, and you had to like figure out which ones they were, and obviously jump on them they are my favorite new enemies in the game because you have to jump on them to like stun them and then open the door to kill them yeah which is great yeah it's like almost like so ripping good. its guts out it's um, i try to think of the other ko ones that were good there was one where they did quite fun stuff with the booze we had to yeah, like turn, turn the light on, on and move move the light around yeah that was great yeah that was really cool and there was a there's a boo level as well where like king boo he doesn't he like he's like singing opera behind you Yes. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> a few. Um, I'm sure they did it a couple of times where they did like rhythm actions. Loved that. Loved Enjoyed that. that. The, um, because um, that's some of my favourite missions from the OG. Well, not the OG, the sort of new, but now they're old Rayman games where they would do the. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. That was more. 
kind of like the level was set up so that you'd be in time with the music yeah. if you did it correctly. Mm-hmm. But this one, like the um, where you had to go through like that sort of waterfall of sand or whatever it was to go into that little dance party thing. And if you didn't jump yeah. to the beat, like the platforms would disappear and stuff and you had to get on yeah, the beat there was, again to was make that the one? Back. There was amazing. one. Yeah, you had to jump in time with the beat and it was almost like a multiplier. And yeah. if you messed up, stuff would disappear. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And of course, the, the final boss battle with Bowser was a rhythm, effectively a rhythm fight because the yeah. the way that the pa- the floor had to power up and you had to land the jump mm-hmm. at the same time. Oh, that was a really good fight, actually, that. Yeah, it was Bowser. good. I, I mean, enjoyed that one. Bowser Jr. was probably one of the most traditional parts of the whole game. They did mix it up a wee yeah. bit because they had that. The silhouette they did that one, one was good where you could barely see The silhouette see one, and you had to figure out who he was. Then there was the one where they sort of flipped. So, like, there was like, was there like water or sludge or something? Yeah. Above you, and you had to like almost swim around. Then they had like the moving balls of sludge that would go around. Yeah. Um, they also changed you into stuff. So they made. They made little bowser massive yeah and then when you got him and you were really well you're obviously smaller than him and then it switched and you were massive and he was really small um yeah yeah you're right it was the most sort of tradition sort of in quotation marks traditional aspect of the game but it yeah. did they did mix it up nicely yeah no, was, it was right. a, I, I think the other than the sort of set i'm gonna have to set this i won't i'll say this again and I'll, i won't measure it again but like take the new super mario games and set them to one side as like a different thing i think the mario games over the last decade, have been really inventive when it comes to boss fights. Is it the the what's the two D Mario on Switch? I'm blanking. The three D, sorry. Odyssey. So, Odyssey, yeah. The final boss in Odyssey, where after you've where you've got to sort of escape. Mm. Um, that was awesome, and it basically turns oh, into yeah. an anime, doesn't it? Yeah, and I had the, yeah, I had the, like the anime music at the end. Yeah, didn't it? yeah, I forgot about that. And then you had yeah on 3D World, you obviously had that big fight with like Cat Bowser as he's like scaling this yeah. building that you're running away from him on. Yeah, you're right. They have they have stepped up those those certainly the end bosses in recent years. That's for sure. Recent games, rather, it's fucking decades at this point. Yeah, they feel recent, but they're not. Yeah, I like the stuff where you sort of turned into different things like apart yeah. from the fucking goomba on that level that i absolutely hate oh i loved that level i think i think one i was you must have just done it in a one or almost or something I yeah i did i did it in a one or yeah and because you you did you you were talking about it, it's like oh that was one of my fa- like one of the my favorite bits of the game because it was just it made you play the game in a completely different way yeah to how you had played it before and you had to like hide behind stuff yeah. so that your the enemies didn't come and get you um and then obviously, like, because the game goes from being this, like, really mechanics-based thing where you're, like, leaping and jumping around and you've got real control over where you are on screen to this thing you 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 just don't. And you've just got to slowly, sort of, methodically puzzle your way through. Yeah, I liked it. Which is fine if you don't have to repeat the level 40 times because it gets it just drags <laughs> to the... I just could not do the bit at the end where those two birds are, like, shooting bubbles that you've got to bounce on and there's a pipe that's sort of stuck it halfway in. just couldn't do it. It was driving me insane. I almost threw the fucking thing out the window. That was probably my least fun. Well, apart from the the very last level, which we'll get to later on in our chat. Um, well, what else do they have for powers? Oh, the, one of my favourite levels, um, or favourite wonders, other than, like I said, where you turned into stuff, I, I enjoyed turning into that, that spiky ball and it kept making bowling noises every time you knocked stuff over. That was cool. Oh, yeah, that was a good one as well. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um is the 
I liked the one where there was a random blizzard halfway through the level and like loads of snow was like forming to give you extra platforms. But the one where you had like a basically like an avalanche with like that giant snowball like was just chasing you had to stand on a giant snowball that was spinning. Oh, yeah. It was like picking up yeah. bits of terrain and it even knocked over the flagpole yeah. and shit. Yeah, forgot about that. That was so cool. And there was a thunderstorm one where you're like floating in the in the middle of a almost like a tornado getting yeah. electricity shot at you. And then of course there's the um the pirate ship kind of thing where you've got to jump oh, yeah. on the cannon at the back to fire your way through. Um, I like that that got damaged as well. So like if you weren't quick enough to shoot the enemies, they would like chuck stuff at you that would just like carve chunks out the out the pirate ship and Yeah. So if you obviously had to dodge the electricity, they would come and get you if you stood still too long enough, so you were trying to dodge that as well as the damage. Yeah, it was cool. That was very cool. Uh like the little nod to Metal Mario as well from Mario sixty four, including the music from that version as well. Mm-hmm. Where he suddenly can, he's like impervious to um, electricity, wasn't he? He was kind of conducting it at that point. It's kind of like yeah. when you could also swim in the lava, which was also a cool idea when you've got those yeah. balls of lava everywhere. Um, and then the dragon, this the skeleton dragon that turns into an actual big blue floaty <laughs> dragon that you can ride on until you get to the end of the level. Like just yeah, I like it. Yeah, because you do like when he starts doing like loop the loops and stuff. It, the game is smart in making it so you move from the sort of insider's loop to outsider's loop. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? It's really badly described, but like they basically create an in an in and an out within the within this dragon that you've got to switch between, which I thought was really smartly done. Mm. They do they do a similar thing later either earlier or later on, but in other levels where they have got the sort of the stone that rolls and you've got to move in and out to collect stuff yeah so smart yeah and adding in like the purple coins to all of these things like obviously adds that level of difficulty to it but obviously it obviously mm-hmm. makes you think about where you need to maneuver to that you wouldn't that isn't yeah. like the you know the the goal path it's like out the way of it which they've been doing since you know almost day dot really but yeah but this one felt just right to me yeah yeah absolutely agree at no point did going back feel like a chore for me there was t- yeah there were times when like um i i wasn't disappointed that i'd missed something at a level because kind of like i just want to do that one again because it was just fun anyway yeah not just doing it for completion's sake but the wonders were amazing i cannot believe they were on every level awesome yeah so good they also did badges in this game as well which you earned mostly through doing mm-hmm. like a, a an introductory level and this was like classic nintendo mario level design and or nintendo in general where they 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 kind of give you the idea of what the power is and how it's going to work when you first get it you like you'll get the power up or whatever or the badge mm-hmm. it'll do some very rudimentary idea of like jump over that with this thing and then that it will just ramp up what you could do with it or what you yeah. should do with it as you went on it's just so cleverly introduced every time and the idea of the badges is so good because it it gives it this almost optional difficulty modifier that you can choose to use or turn off completely. Or to the at extent some point, as well, it allows you to develop on. a playstyle. Yeah, that I think like because like there was a, there was a couple that I would sort of default to, but yeah, like to me, it ended up just being a style of play mm-hmm. that you could. And I, I thought it was really smart that I'll, nine times out of ten. If you were good enough, they were they were all viable, depending on how you played the game. There were a couple that felt gimmicky to me, and that I only used them when I was 
forced to use them. Yeah. But I'm sure there's people out there like the invisible one. That made- I can't imagine there's people like that is the best one because you can't take damage from enemies. But you can't mm. take damage from enemies. Oh right. No. Oh, I must have forgotten about that. Um, I was thinking while I was while I was fucking hating using it that. Will it be the best or the worst speed run of Mario when someone does the whole game invisible? Because you can't actually watch how good they are. You just yeah. watch nothing and go, "Wow, he's great! He did it <laughs> really quickly." Um, did you figure out there's a way to sort of cheat that? Or holding an item, holding like no, a shell. Um, so when you're running, if you jump in the air, and I I can't remember the way around the the Nintendo buttons are, but Y on the Xbox controller. Yeah. And he does like an exclamation mark above his head. So if you jump and you you smash it quickly, you can see exactly where it is. What? Seriously? Yeah, yeah, mate. Try it. It's, it is a game changer. If you've got your DS, if you've got your your switch on, you just now go try it quickly. I can't because oh, because I've soft locked my switch into that last level because I ref- I cannot oh, yeah, mine's like that I cannot well. play another game or come out of that level till I've done it because I will lose all the checkpoints that I've gained. I'm starting to worry that I'm going to run out of lives. Yeah, me too. I'm on like 29. Yeah, I think I'm about the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and it's it's annoying though because I feel like per run you get about 75% of a life ish. Mm. Mm. So like you're losing lives but not quite at the pace you would normally yeah it's not like i've done 70 goes it's more than that <laughs> it's yeah. more than 70 attempts thus far which i guess leads on to the next part actually because we're talking about badges and how you know they are i mean you can i mean I, it felt dirty if i ever did a level with the one that makes extra platforms i, I think i did one like oh, that and i was like no this is gross i'm not doing this again not sure i used that one yeah that's that but that's great that's great to. because the yeah. the previous 2d mario games have been almost too childish and too easy until like the end game you've got to do oh you've got to go through and do everything and then we'll give you the hard Mm -hmm. stuff um this game gives you the options to kind of change it on the fly it's obviously got the yoshi Mm -hmm. and the nabbit character that don't take any damage if you if you want to do that which i did use them a couple of times if i'd done the level and wanted to go back and get a purple coin that was like near the end. I was like, I can't be bothered with like. I think that's doing this purple coin or jump on top of a. No, it's flagpole. That's flag what it was. Right? It was yeah. for the flagpoles. Yeah, it wasn't for the coins. It was for the flagpoles because I thought, well, Yoshi's got a flutter jump, so I know I'm not going to fuck it up when I get right to the end. Because the <laughs> the Goomba level was one of the ones I didn't get it on, so I was like, I've got to go fucking do the Goomba again. And then I got stuck having to play through it all the way again on those birds shooting those fucking bubbles to try and get on the to get to the end and do the flagpole bit. <laughs> nightmare absolute fucking nightmare but yeah those badges obviously they do they do help um or hinder if you want to use the mental stuff where you're like forced to sprint or bounce around but um <laughs> this is definitely one of the hardest mario 2d mario games certainly in the last 20 years we're going back to the nez and snes era obviously for for it's, ones that were it's actually hard a but challenge. for me other than the last part of the last level I think it's almost across the board it has been rewarding for me in a way that like, I've not... Ne- the only time I've felt anger is with the invisible part of the last level. So I don't, it's probably worth mentioning, actually, for those people that are listening and haven't done it, once you get all the coins, complete all the levels and get at the top of all the flagpoles, on every single level, you, un- you unlock the final, final test, test mm. 
which then basically takes you through this really long level where you've got to basically use each of the main badges yeah. to get through a super hard section. The final section of the whole level is invisible, and the stuff it expects you to do is unbelievably tough. Um, I can get to the bit where it pushes out the little balloon bird thing. I can get there every time. I just can't do that. Oh, can you? You're probably doing better than me. What I've once seen the last platform, but I fell. Oh, I've not got that far. Um, I'm reliably getting to the the first set of balloon lads. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. I can't keep up with them. No, I can never judge it properly at all. No. Um, so, we're, yeah, we're, it's nice to we're in that exact same position. Yeah, yeah. Well, for, it wasn't until today that I got past the forced bouncy the flame. bit. Yes. The, yeah, yes. the fire bits were tough. That is so hard. The, uh, everything bet- like after the fire bit up to the invisible bit on that last level I, I can do it every so time good. now yeah it's great but I could do like the, what is it so the first one is what you're forced to sprint I could do that bit and then the the yeah. spinny jump where you press R that's the easiest part the vine those one two, I, gives I me love those shit. two actually and it's funny that I like them so much because I've had to do them so much but yeah I yeah. enjoy those like the, those spinny jump ones because I, I am the same as you I can just fly through it now yeah. and the one the, I really enjoyed those sections even in the main game where you you go in the platform and you start going whizzing. Oh yeah, I like the little noise the pro controller seems to make when yeah. I'm playing it. Oh, does it, if I turn yeah. all the volume off, it's just because like, they. I didn't realise that um, today. But to f- yeah, to finish my point previously, the only time I actually have felt even slight game rage is is the final bit of the final final level where you're invisible because I, I that's the only time it. I don't know. Maybe I'm being dramatic, and maybe I'll change my mind. That that feels unfair to me, and it's it's tough, but not in a way that I'm enjoying. But I, again, probably probably personal preference mm, it's and what, just it's, taste. It is one of the hardest things in gaming I think I've ever taken part in. It's, it's unreal. It's I'm glad so you're feeling hard. like that because I was doing this. Am, am, am I just bad at games now? Because I yeah. <laughs> having such a tough time here it's it's not just that it's hard it's that it, it's like the level of concentration you need because it is a gauntlet of it as well it's not like because mm. um, some of the special levels in the special world you know they are notoriously going to be hard because they were hard in Mario World which is fine that's what that's what you want but the fact that none of them had a checkpoint in any of them and you had to go from no. right to the start every time that did great on me sometimes but I'm just complaining about how babyish the previous ones were. So, you know, I, I would prefer it this way, realistically. I had a really hard time with the first platforming special oh, level. God. Um, yeah. That took me... Other than the final, final level, I think that's the level I found the hardest yes. in the game. Yes, um, the jump to the I don't thing, remember yeah. getting angry with it. I, I Every time I failed, I was like, oh, I need to go again, I need to go again. And I was just like, I was like sitting, staring at the screen, just like fully engaged. Um, and I think if, yeah, and then I just go in, if I started to struggle i'd go away and come back later but yeah, yeah that's it's only the final part of the final final level that i'm that i'm like i i don't like this yeah i'm not enjoying or i'm not having fun yeah it's because i said as i said to you before it's like it's it's four bits in a row yeah it's three bits to get all the way through then to just to get to that bit and then like you fail on the first jump or whatever it's just like oh fuck it now i've got to do all the bits i've already mastered like i've mastered those just let me agree with me that i've mastered them look you can see it <laughs> it's funny how much i i don't know if you did but I, the jumping the, the sort of jumping platform level within the final final level the sat section i just aced that because i I was <laughs> because i'd done that previous level so much i'm an absolute master at 
leaping off of walls now, so that was just no problem whatsoever. Uh, what the vine one? You mean or no? When were you sort of you you got to jump and then as you're sort of going up, you're like jumping the platforms that you're like what is it called? Like the walls that you're jumping off of are getting smaller and smaller, and then it starts shooting the little pellets that you've got to bounce off of to then jump off to so jump onto the wall. I must have deleted that from my brain because I've been so focused on that fucking fire things. Probably it's taken yeah, me like you did two or three days, days to ago. This one level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like three checkpoints ago. Like it's gone, totally gone from my mind. Um, <laughs> oh, what a crazy difficult level! Yeah, and I do like how that's in- integrated into the map as well. Like the map gives this sort of like free roaming element to it, where you could just kind of go and do levels as you please. Um, yeah, sure, it has sure. like a difficulty level. I think personally, and I've seen somebody else say this as well, and I agreed with them, and I can't remember who it was who said it. Yeah, it might have been Snez drunk, where he said um, like the the disparity or the gap between like three to five is huge and four doesn't feel like it fits properly in the middle of that like four star levels never really feel massively challenging compared to five star ones which are fucking brutal whereas Um, yeah you're totally right because the five star ones you're like oh here here we go here we go i'm in for a pummeling for a bit here but yeah yeah, you're right the four star ones are fine Mm. um yeah and I'm trying to think. Yeah, probably three. Yeah, totally agree with that. That's a good point. What's well, yeah? I mean, we you, we've just discussed a minute ago about you know, oh, we might run out of lives on this. What do you feel like this game's wasting time having lives in it? I would have said until now, till this last final final test, mm-hmm. the lives were totally irrelevant because I could just yeah. those purple coins they get give you so you get so many. I always had nine nine nine. I just yeah. buy ninety nine lives all the time and then just replenish that every time I saw a little pop-up shop or whatever it's I didn't even do that because they were so irrelevant I wasn't even paying attention to how many lives I had which is a thing I wish I'd done before I started this final final level is went into it with 99 lives I think I went in with like 59 or something like that oh okay and I'm just like I've maybe made a mistake here <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah. obviously once, if you come out of that you've got to do the whole thing from start to finish again you've lost yeah and it's the thing is coins. like I, I, much like you I've got all the purple coins as yeah. well so I'm like I, I don't want to <laughs> Yeah, I can't play any other games. I thought to myself the other day, I might just play Kirby again just to give myself a breather, but I can't. I'm not going to lose that progress. It's caused me too much stress. I need to leave it. So, yeah. I was saying to you, because I've put in so much time and effort with this, and like I've found like this this level specifically, but also the the jumping level Mm. that we spoke about in the special world, um, I found aspects of this game so hard that I just... You obviously don't get any physical for it, but I just want that screen where i can look at all the badges with all the medals yeah and i just i want to be able to say i've done it and have that to show for it even if it's just a screenshot on my phone because it's been such a challenge but now but then yeah i've got so close i want to just finish it but i'm also running i'm running out of steam and i'm just like can i be bothered am i having fun anymore and i need to constantly this is this is the this is the plight of the nerd i'm sure you have this problem as well you're like you naturally need to. I need to sit down and like remind myself: Am I having fun? Because this is what these games are for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be an escape from stress. Now they're just the main focal point of my stress. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, to the point where I've soft locked my fucking switch into that one level of Mario until I beat it because I can't lose any progress. Same thing, man. When we were, we spent I spent the last five years of my life playing nothing but Apex Legends. Good point. Like, I I think there's a good seven eight months at the end there. 
wasn't having fun. Yeah. I was just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> why do I do this? And I, yeah, I'm, I'm conscious that I'm possibly approaching that. And I feel like... You've got another six and I a need, bit months to go yet, I think. I need to give myself a slap and say, stop it. If you're not having fun, just put it down. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's stupid though, isn't it? Because it it's matter. Mario. Because it should it be like... It's, Mario should be the, you know, the solution to all of life's ails. And this game is. 99.99% of this game is. Yeah. And it is... I think I, I'm interested to see how we both feel about sort of our game of the year, especially because I don't mm. think we've played we've played a lot for a podcast, but I, I don't know how many outside of that. I mean, certainly I think my level of games that I've played outside of the podcast, I'm trying to think of like new games I've played. Mm-hmm. Not a huge amount. It's mainly Baldur's Gate, but that's maybe Baldur's Gate's fault. They, um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'm trying to think like yeah, like it may be up. It's certainly going to be in the conversation for my game of the year because I've just I've I've loved every part of it. I just can't believe I fell off that Zelda game. I can't believe like, I can't believe it either because I was having fell a great, off Tears of the great time. I just don't have any inclination to want to go back because I just feel like, oh, it's just all about building stuff again, isn't it? Just can't be bothered. Yeah, no, I'm totally. Late. I don't know. If, I, maybe maybe I need to think about this and maybe we can chat about this in person. But like, I just think like. There's just something about this this game that just isn't grabbing me in the same way, even though the pe- the previous one did. And I don't know what that is, and I maybe need someone to tell me what that is because I can't quite figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, back to the, the to the world map though. What one thing I did find quite funny is uh, why does Bowser not just take a you know at the end when you go to the final Bowser fight and he's like giving you these platforms so that you go through like here's my next test and all this. Why doesn't he just yeah. why doesn't he just take the platform away while you're walking over it over a Fucking vat of ass, sea of acid. Just deal with yoink. him. Why is he letting you go to levels and watching you win? Just, just take the platform. Kill him. He's there. Given the track record he's got of actually beating you at anything. Yeah, idiot. Um, I love the fucking fact that when you're <laughs> you're doing the fight against Bowser because it's like rhythm based music, whatever. The fact that he's just angrily dancing in the background when you've done when you've beaten him, <laughs> he's just like, oh for fuck's sake, while he's like grooving away. Just so good. So I'd charming. have loved a little Jack Black cameo in this. That would have been. I'd have loved that. Yeah, and we haven't really talked about the story because there isn't obviously much of one. It's slightly different because Peach isn't involved in Bowser's. Seemingly, just wants to turn himself into a castle and be a yeah. be a bigger dickhead than usual. You're helping out these. I don't remember what they're called now. Poplins or something stupid. Some little prince who's got badges that he sticks on his head. Um, but they did seem to have more dialogue in this game than any other previous That's... Mario, which I don't think I necessarily welcomed. Just no, I don't like that. Skip. I, no, I can't skip it. Okay. No, that's, I was, that's exactly what I was about to say. For some reason, Mario does not let you skip dialogue, and I don't know why, because I've never met a single person that will that is like invested in Mario, like sitting writing fan fiction about Mario to call back an earlier a winner's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not actually call that back though, because that was that was <laughs> scarring. But I mean, why do they do that? I find non-skippable cutscenes like the height. of... Of effing arrogance, uh, like yeah, it didn't even feel like you could skip through the text any faster. It's just kind of like you had to just read it. It was bizarre. You can't even skip the the credits at the end because they turned that into a uh, that, semi game that you got to jump around. I mean, that's in. a good set of credits. It's a good set of credits, yeah. but I don't know. I'm just annoyed. I'm like, I've given you my money. If I don't want to watch your shit story or read your name on a screen, I don't have to because I've paid you for this product. Like, 
Stop forcing this shit down my throat, please. What the worst thing about it is that, like, it was just so nothing. It was so basic. Like it was yeah. barely even expositional. But I've played the Paper Mario games, and they are genuinely really funny and charming and and clever. So why? Mm. Where are those guys at? Like, bring them into. If you're gonna actually put fucking dialogue text boxes in a Mario game, get someone good to write them. Don't get the intern to do it and be like, well done, you've found me. Would you like a wonder seed? Please save us from Bowser. Like, come on, man. You've got more than that, haven't you? <laughs> I've seen that you can be creative in every other aspect of this game. Why have you written yeah. such shit and bland dialogue? Bizarre. Yeah, so going back to... This is like just a general thoughts bit now. Like Going back to when I was saying oh, how much I love the animations of Mario and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the look of Mario as well. Like when he's running... And he's got that like determined expression on his face and his hair starts flapping. It kind of looks, he almost looks a little bit like clay-ish to me. Where, um, yeah. do you remember like the old, like the 90s Mario adverts? There's like a weird Japanese one where he's like singing a song. And like, do you know the first ever issue of like Nintendo Power Magazine? They had that like clay model of Mario. It almost felt like they were trying to channel that. I could just be making, yeah, I can like, see that. giving them that, yeah. you know, the, that credit that it's not, actually part of it but um, yeah he sort of had like a, like a very ever so slight sort of shiny almost i don't know i want to say yeah. tilt shiftiness to him yeah but yeah you're right clay is probably a better descriptor have you got any any other thoughts and highlights and stuff like that i've mentioned the enemies as well I one thing a negative thing for me would be that i don't necessarily like the music that much or rather it's not there's no earworms in there like I feel like there's a two D no, Mario yeah, has to have a specific yeah. main theme that I will remember forever, and this one I can't even think of it right now off the top of my head. No, I I don't think so either. Um, there's nothing that's really sticking out overly, overly much. Um, no, I, I understand. I just think this game was it is so inventive, and it it feels in a way that like, and I think we've spoken about this a few times, the Switch is sort of starting to show its age and creaking at the seams. Mm. I don't think that game is really... That game is comfortably at home on the Switch. Like I thought it was snappy. Yeah. The load screens were really short when they were there at all. Um, nothing chugged. It was smooth. The Even the battery, like the few times that I took it out of its dock to play, the battery was pretty good. I got a good over an hour playing in my bed with it. Like... Yeah, it's just it's it's at home. It doesn't feel like it's stressing the console in a way that is sort of negative to the experience. Yeah, like Zelda, um, which does. I think maybe Tears of the Kingdom yeah. ever so slightly strayed into. Yeah, I totally agree there. But yeah, it's just a it's just a don't say wonderful. wonderful game. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying not to say that myself the whole time. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I, we haven't even mentioned the stuff like um, the the foreground and like background perspective stuff. Oh they did, yeah, that was great. Where you turn into like the, a massive thing. At the the front. Donkey Kong stuff that you're talking about. No, that was more like the the silhouette stuff. Right, okay. um, you know when you're on those you know, when you're when you're on those little platforms that you kind of like move mm. and they follow you. But no, like when the that's there's like a uh, shove palace or something where you've got those blokes like pushing stuff but there's parts of it mm-hmm. where like there's a really massive bit at the forefront like the foreground of the screen and you have to go through a pipe to come out the front and push it out the way and then go back and it's yeah. opened up that oh it's so clever there's just uh, they've got so, like if they've got 2,000 post-it notes or whatever they have as we said earlier got endless 
like repetition of this formula that will absolutely do you think they'll do dlc i honestly would bite their hand off at just here's a more more levels dlc yeah i think they'll do it they would do that they'd be they'd be dumb not to do that i don't know if they'll do dlc or just do a straight up sequel but considering this one took well they had no development so i don't actually know how long they've been doing it i guess they said sort of Mm. round about mario maker 2 era but um yeah they uh if they do it again the same way and they say like like we're not going to have like a you know a deadline for it because we want to make sure that we put all the kind of creative ideas in that we possibly can it could be miles off it's mad to think as well like how long zelda takes to make it's basically like, mm. once in a console cycle and this well i think the last one took like five years or something like we could be five years away from the next zelda which is mental to think about yeah did the the number of power-ups feel slimmed down to you I think because of the badges, yes. I think they probably mm. tried to subsidise it somewhat with that. But yeah, just just bu- bubble elephant, and the elephant is like cool to look at, but doesn't necessarily change drastically the way that it plays the way that say Cat Mario did, where you could do like mm. that sort of pouncing thing and he could climb up walls. Elephant Mario just breaks blocks and shoots water, which I very rarely found an yeah. actual use for. I just like looking at him, and I liked him saying, wowie zowie, because I'm a soft bastard at heart, and I wanted to catch... <laughs> I, just, I just like that my daughter copies it and walks around saying, wowie zowie, which makes me laugh. You mentioned a couple of times that you were watching, or your your daughter was watching you play this, um, yeah. and you were switching characters. Did you well, feel compelled to switch characters? I basically, I've i done Mario, and that's it. Um, I haven't really touched anyone else. I, I have a soft spot for Luigi, so I want to see Luigi in there every now and again. Okay. Obviously, they have... Um, it, it seemed like um, on those levels, especially the ones where you are searching, you know, they had like the puzzle levels where you had to kind of search around the small area for those three, mm-hmm. or five, sorry, those five flowers. Um, I'm pretty sure in some of those levels, like if you were a specific character, you'd have hidden blocks that you could that would show up in the world. And sometimes I accidentally would hit one that would be like, oh, this was a peach block that you yeah. accidentally hit. I did see in the odd loading screen, it would say, did you know that specific characters can see blocks? Yeah, but I didn't because I didn't I didn't change characters. I I didn't really see it. But when it was Mario, it was just like those mini purple coins that you'd get. You'd only get like one. So I'd be like, well, yeah. Does it matter that I that does it matter really? Yeah, or a life. It's like okay, great. I've got ninety nine of those, mate. Yeah. Um, the one thing that kind of put me off playing as Luigi as much um, is that I don't think the Charles Martinet replacement is as good at Luigi as Charles Martinet was. Oh, does so the guy's Char- Mario is I've, fine, but Charles Martinet basically did everybody. Right, okay, that's one thing I've never really thought about. So Charles Martinet did multiple characters, did he? He did Mario, Wario, Luigi, and Waluigi. Right, okay. And is this new guy doing them all, or is he just... I assume he's done Mario and Luigi for sure. I don't Cause I think he did Toad. Don't think I would have if someone hadn't gone to have I noticed in the news that Charles Martinet wasn't Mario anymore. I don't think I'd have noticed. Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, oh, people are like you know, internet jerks were going around saying, "Oh yeah, no, I thought something was up when I heard the Mario." Of course, voice. you did, you nerd. Yeah, um, I still don't really understand why this has happened, but whatever. I guess yeah, because he's not let go by the company. He's just. 
an ambassador now. It's just like you can you can be, go around as the voice of Mario and meet people in Nintendo of New York where I saw him one time, but you're not the voice of Mario anymore. I don't get it because it's not like he's taking a step back to do less work. Because maybe like if, if he had gone like I'm old, I'm in my is he in his seventies? I think mm. he's like I'm retired. I, I just want to retire and have a quiet life. I'd be like, yeah, okay, you've earned it. You've had a full life working, but he's not even doing like. The going into the studio and doing Wahoo a couple times say, is, yeah. the easy, is the easy bit. He's actually like hitting the road. Like if anything, he's he should be more tired. Yeah, right? he's gone. Yeah, he's he's doing more as you say. Yeah, it's not like as he said as you say. It's not like I've Wahooed my last Wahoo. Yeah, because I'm getting too old for this shit. I don't. Yeah, which I is don't nothing. Get it either. It's just, confusing. Yeah. I just wish I knew. Especially now, like surely he's. I don't know. Depending on what you want him to do, like they could probably turn our voice into a pretty close Mario with like editing our cadence and stuff sure, like that surely yeah like you could deep fake mario if you could deep fake you know yeah. leaders or whatever or schwarzenegger or whatnot i just wish i like, knew when they were doing the casting calls i'd have gone down and gone Wahoo! for a bit i'd have, been, yeah. <laughs> I'd have given it a go ha, yeah i could have done some yeah, of that shit. Well. yeah well i let down as long as it was not chris pratt that's, we're all fine yeah <laughs> yeah here we go yeah, well, you, do, do you know actually talking about chris pratt the um, something that has made reminded me of or Talking Chris Pratt has reminded me of him, but it's not necessarily related. Is um, those talking flowers were weird? They weirded me out because it was just like some dude. It was just like, hey, what's I don't up, know, man? Like, How you like doing? someone's dad. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's just like you don't fit this. <laughs> no, I don't understand that at all. And I'm so glad that I realised you could turn them off before the game came out. So I turned it off before I did even the first level just to make sure. I, <sighs> I, I didn't know that. I wish I, I had told you them that. Off. I definitely told you. Did you? That. Yeah. So you had them on the whole time. Yeah, I had oh, them on the whole time. No, yeah, you can turn the voice off and just keep the text. Sorry. Because I, I just wanted to get to because the last bat the last badge um, takes away all the um, totally all the sound. Right? Is it? Is that right? It takes away all the editing they've done, so it will just be like a guy speaking as the flower. You know, like if they've put in it, if they've put any like oh no way. Yeah. So you like just hear like people making the noises rather than the edited versions that they've put into the game. Oh, wow. That, which is a I've, thing... And I've deliberately not looked it up on YouTube so that I can finish the level and hear it authentically. Yeah. Oh, man. That's kind of like how disappointed I was when I realised that they do, like, um, you know, voice modifiers for the South Park characters because I always thought that that was... All of their voices were that, but they make yeah, all of them, like, really too. high pitch. Yeah. They put, like, pitch shifters on. But I would love it if you... If you get this badge and it's just like a guy being like wahoo here we go yeah. that'd be I'd so that, good yeah. if it's actually like the ghost of bob hoskins <laughs> come back from the dead to recast himself as mario or what's the other one lou albano oh hey paisanos <laughs> it'd be that guy oh fucking yes i didn't realize that's what it did i thought it was just like you play the game in silence or you just hear like mario walking and jumping and it's really creepy but no, no i need to take all the special effects off of the sounds Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be done, isn't it? I think I'll try and do it before I go to bed and whatever, Have maybe have nightmares about it once again. The problem is it's, you're talking about the lack of like earworm sounds. That, that level has wormed its way into my brain. Yeah, I can't hear the song anymore. It's just like I can't stand hearing any of this. I needed a podcast on earlier to just take my mind off how much I was hating everything. I had to take a break, so I've not played it in a day, so I'm going to be rusty as well. Yeah, but that worked for me today. 
because when I went, oh, did it? Because I got through to that last part today because I was stuck. I was started the day when I started doing my notes. It's like, well, I'll just play this alongside it, and I got through the fiery bit and let out like a yes as I did it, <laughs> and um, yeah, then found a new fresh hell awaiting me. But as I say, it's the thir- the first three of the four parts is fine. It's just the fourth yeah, part, yeah, totally fine, yeah. Actually enjoyable, even. Whereas the last part is just like, come on. What? As I said For to some you, reason. Who invented that invisible one? What the fuck is wrong with you, mate? That's not fun. I don't. No, it's not fun. But if somebody wants to do the whole game speedrunning invisible, like, kudos. Because, you know, people do, like, you know, punch out blindfolded and shit. This is almost that. Just someone do the whole yeah. game invisible and you are a god. Mm-hmm. Charles Martinet will be an ambassador and come to your house and give you a plaque. And a big check. Yeah, he'll wahoo you, yeah. you in real time. He actually did do shit like that when I saw him in New York. Um, he was just did standing he? in front of the shop, just going, here we go! And just doing like silly jumps and stuff. It's like that. Why'd you give that up? That's a golden ticket forever, just to go and make a silly voice yeah. in front of like hundreds of people and then get paid for it. But he such a, seems like such a sweetheart that he's probably just accepting of whatever you know evil Miyamoto tells him to do. So, yes, Mr. Miyamoto-san. Yeah, I think I, I think it's lovely. Like you often, it's usually drugged up rock bands, but you you often hear about people that have got famous on something and then they start to resent. There's like there's like Kiss will refuse to do the song that made them famous. Everybody knows yeah. and stuff like that. It's yeah. just like, mate, these guys, these are the people that gave you the privileged life you've got. Like, if they want you to do something, uh, no, that's not right. If 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 they if it makes their day. Yeah. It's nice that Charles Martin is like, yeah, if it may, like, I've done this all my life and I'm quite happy just to do the thing. <laughs> Say the line, Bart. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you go, if you were back in the Attitude Era in wrestling, you went to see Stone Cold and he's like, I'm not doing a stunner anymore. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Can you give when me you a hell yes, Steve? It's going to be a DDT. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't say that anymore, kid. Okay. <laughs> But that's uh, that's basically all I had to talk about on Mario Wonder. I was, I was, uh, other than I guess it was nice they don't have time limits anymore. That was a pointless thing that I'm glad they got rid of. Yeah, that's a pointless thing. Especially glad if they, they want you that. to see everything in the level and find hidden stuff. Like, let me do it at my own pace, please. Thank you. Yeah. So glad they did that. Just yeah, and I, again, just to reiterate, it was so refreshing that they would just like have an idea and then they'd do it and then they wouldn't touch again. Like I was thinking, like as you were talking a while ago like talking about different levels that there's a couple or at least one level where they have the keys that you've got to find mm. and they just don't touch it again yeah like, there's all this stuff in games that they're just in the game that they're just like oh here's a here's a little mechanic for you and then they just abandon it entirely and never come back to it and it's awesome it's very very awesome like as you say pushing game of the year noms big time yeah I'm so glad that Tezuka came in and was like, do it in every level if you're going to do it. And they were like, yeah, good idea. Let's do it. Let's get all the lads in and we'll have 2,000 ideas to to pick from. I'm just I hope, so glad that kind of thing DLC. still exists in game development. Just mm-hmm. that level of creativity. And yeah, DLC would be amazing. Or just a, like, we're going to do it another one. Don't worry. The one thing I want to see is. happen is if they, do, if they do another one and they do it on Switch 2 or whatever the fuck they call it, I want a Wonder Flower to change the level into a Mario Kart track just for a bit and then yes. and then it goes back to Mario at the end that'd be sick I'd love them to do little nods to different Marios yeah fuck it turn him into Samus and have a little Metroid bit 
or something. Give you a cape. Bring back the cape. Yeah. Turn the whole graphics into like Mario World for a, for a, like half a level. Just yeah, you go through it. a. Yeah. Oh, that so much, so, good. so much they've done. How do they just? Yeah, how do they it. keep doing this shit? Like. Obviously, we weren't saying this when they were doing New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers Two, New Super Mario Brothers U, whatever. But now they seem to have found the groove with this thing again, or they've totally ripped up the rule book and started again. It's just like, how do you keep revolutionising or like you know changing completely what Mario actually is, and Zelda to an extent as well? Like as much as um, wild, me especially, but as 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 a pair with like shat on things Nintendo have done and said over the years and mistakes they've made and their sort of belligerence and refusal to sort of go with the times and change or modernize in certain ways. Like it's nice that one of the biggest companies in video games is still a company that to me at least just feels like they love games and they want to make games that people love and enjoy. And it's not about how can we turn this into a live service game or how can we make the most money and then run this series into the ground until everybody hates it and then find another one that will then rinse and repeat and do the same thing and they just make games because they like it and they want to make their fans happy yeah it's it's, it's why they get a free pass for a lot of stupid shit that they do and some of the stupid shit has involved Mario in recent years where they fucking limited a collection of their best Mario games to six months on sale and they do, yeah, like they but do this do is why they get stuff. away with it because when it comes down to the to the meat and potatoes of everything. They make fucking great games. Like, the best games. I mean, I cannot... I'm just... I'm going to, like, counter my point in that, like, they aren't all like that. I mean, like, they will... They brutally shut things down that are no longer profitable. Like, their games never go on sale, which is a money thing, right? Mm. And then they're... They also... Like, they will shut down a service. Like... Yep. They will just shut a store down. Yep. Really quickly if it doesn't make any money. Like, the Wii U's... Unless you've got a physical game, it's not usable. Yeah, <laughs> and like exactly. the stuff with the internet they've got, like just like the friend codes is a mess. Um, their party chat is a mess. It's basically non-existent. The f- yeah, the fact that I couldn't log in when I got my Wii U. I know this is like previous generation, but when I bought that second Wii U, I couldn't log into my old account because it was locked to wherever the fuck my old Wii U is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, so they do do daft things, but every so often they hit gold like this and it's just, oh yeah, this is why we love them. The fact that you've got a Twitch app on Twitch that you could watch Twitch on but couldn't use to stream to Twitch like you can on every other console and now they're shutting it down <laughs> anyway. It's like, what the... F- yeah, yeah, but yes, they have genius people in who work in their game design departments and they make bangers like this that you just can scarcely believe they've come up with and it's yeah. just the purest part of what gaming should be apart from how old is mario and he still shit. feels fresh and new and that's what i mean how do they keep reinvigorating it like this same with like zelda you know although we've kind of fell off of it a little bit like they've completely reinvented what that is over and over yeah. again like every time they make a mario a main mario or a main zelda it's nothing like the previous one and no. if it ever gets like the previous one they suddenly they do realize and then they sort themselves out it's it's mm-hmm. Like, astonishing long may it continue yes and hopefully long may our lives continue and that we make it to the end of this level that we're <laughs> chugging through if I run out of lives I'm going to be day. absolutely heartbroken oh man it might break me it might break me 
And I suppose that brings us to the end of another episode of... I sound disappointed. I'm not disappointed. This is a happy episode. This was We're good. disappointed it's over. That's why. Okay, so next up, Alex, we have got Max Payne 2. That's our next game we'll be covering, yes. Maybe a podcast next before game. that, but that's the next game. For the next game we're covering. So if you're wanting to get, get ready for the next podcast, for the next game that we cover, yeah. That's got the, you were saying it's got an anniversary on the 25th of October. What anniversary is it, Alex? The, um, good question. Hang on. And do you think we are on the precipice of Alan Max Payne making a comeback? At, or do you think that, you know how they're doing this remaster, sort of re, well, it's like a remaster make, isn't it? They're sort of rolling the first two games into one. What, Max Payne? Yeah. Is that Rockstar, though? Is it Rockstar? I get, they own the IP, so I think, unfortunately... I think Remedy have got something to do with it. Oh, really? Have they gotten back involved? Interesting. I think so. Interesting. We'll need to look that up so that I'm actually not speaking at my ass. But yeah, we've got that remastered remake coming out where they're, they're sort of... Re, they're, not, they're not making it shot for shot, but they're sort of making both games, putting them together into one game. The... Um, the the anniversary on the 25th of November is the 20-year console anniversary because it had the PC anniversary a few months ago. Excellent. Or last, like last month, I think. So we're, we're doing the console. That's where I played it first on, on console. So, yeah, that was... I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. I'm in a big remedy so zone I. at the moment, so... I had a great time with it. Have I got it? Yes, you have it on the... Yeah, which is backwards compatible. So on my shelf behind me. Project, so. <laughs> Slot it in and away we go. Very different tone to Mario Wonder, that's for sure. Excellent. And I suppose then that brings us to the end of another episode of the Winner Is You podcast. If you liked what you heard, and even if you didn't, why not give our numbers a bump by subscribing to your podcast, our podcast on your podcast feed of choice? Or if you prefer to imbibe your podcast in a visual format, you can head on over to YouTube and search our Winner Is You podcast where you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. If the podcast isn't enough for your bi-weekly dose of a winner's you chattery, you can also follow us on the website formerly known as Twitter. I'm going to have to give up the ghost and just start calling that X soon, but not there yet. Web address is still twitter.com. And you can follow us there on at winner's you pod. And you can even send us an email to tell us how wrong we are about our game and opinions by writing to a winner's you pod at gmail.com. Alex and I also have Twitter at David Smiley and at SuperThrillX respectively. And we have TikTok now, so just head on over to TikTok and search for a Winners You Pod and you will find us there as well. Alex, any housekeeping before we get on out of here? No. <laughs> I want to go do that last level. Have you not got any new themes to discuss? No, we are... Uh, well, I won a, I won a poll, which was No, nice. you didn't. That's a lie. You don't win those. I got 50% of the votes as well. You get gypped. You always get gypped. I know. Well, that's because Steve picked some shitty old... Commodore 64 game that no one knows about unless they're 40 years old so that gave me the win and Rob picked Last of Us and people got us upset because they don't think it's a horror game so you know I was proven right in all of my sentiments um, so you can you can Vince McMahon strut your rent in the next podcast as the reigning champ I will that records in a couple of days from the day that we're talking about Mario here right now um what's the this one is one of the, the it's the 20th episode so it will be a like a we're all gonna in we're all going to induct a game of ours that we've previously nominated that didn't win. And then what we okay. do is we each, we do like, we f- um, figure out like our roadmap for want of a better phrase of categories coming up. So we're going to do like, um, we each pick a category, like each of the four of us each decide on a category we want. Then we do a random one 
Then we pick another one each and then put that to a poll so people can vote on which of those four that they want. And then we've also got some more stuff that's going to be coming up towards the end of the year on that show. We're going to do um, listener's choice. So we're going to put out on Twitter and just the first four games that get spoken about as provided they're not a fucking joke like Superman 64. Um, yeah. We're going to have the listeners tell us games they want to go to the Hall of Fame and then we're going to randomly assign them to one of the people on the pod who then has to try and talk it up to win the vote. Excellent. In January, we're going to do 2023 games. So that'll be like a de facto game of the year episode. And I'll probably be nominating Mario Wonder for that. And that, I think, is probably, yeah. It. So we're just going to be planning, basically, on record what we're going to be doing for the next, like, <laughs> 10 episodes. It's good fun, though. Yeah, sounds it. And on that bombshell, I've been David, he has been Alex, and we've been a winner as you. And I'm out. Thanks so much for playing my game. And keep gaming. <laughs> <laughs>